Welcome to the Digital Social Hour, guys. I'm here with my co-host, Charlie, as well as our guest today, Zion and Craig. How are we doing today? Good, man. Uh, good to be in Vegas. This is my third time here. so Okay. Yeah. How do you like it so far? Uh, every time I feel like my mind's blown. So something new, new people, Hell yeah. new experiences. You ready for the game? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun time. I'm, I'm excited. excited. I want to see someone get dunked on. <laughs> so It'd I be, know. Honestly, watching Floyd dunk on somebody, if he could dunk, would be awesome. But I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. But there's a lot of Fs. <laughs> a lot of Fs if he could dunk. There's a lot of yeah. NFL players, so I'm sure some of them will be dunking. Oh, I know. I expect yeah. it to be a semi rough game. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen football players play basketball. Oh, yeah. La- before, last so. year I got roughed up by some of those football guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got tackled. It was interesting. <laughs> uh, so I see you dominating all these sports. Have you played basketball before? Uh, I'll shoot the ball around a little bit, but I will not play a game. Okay. You know, that's not my sport. I don't, I don't have the hand eye coordination for that. Okay. So you're doing fighting, you've done wrestling, you've done track and field. Where's your focus at right now? Right now, my focus is on fighting. On fighting? Uh, just, uh, you know, I'm still focused on track and field. I'm about to start up my training and everything here soon for the spring. Uh, but aside from that, like right now, fighting is the main focus. I just uh, finished my first pro fight. I saw. Uh, so, yeah, I'm 1-0 for right now. So I'm going to see what the next options are. Working on getting healthy right now. So uh, just making sure that when it's time to go, I'm ready again. Hell Yeah. I'm a former track and field runner myself. Oh, nice. I saw you set the world record in the 20 meters. What was it like training for that? Man, it's just kind of like going to the gym every day. I'm naturally fast. Okay. You know, so just like hitting the treadmill. I was just, I was working with uh, Craig and our boy Mata on the treadmill with uh, more like hand speed turnover. Right. Because it wasn't that I couldn't get my hands moving fast enough, but the flip is like, you know, I saw, look at the flick of the wrist. <laughs> It's literally like like I'm flicking my wrist on the ground as, so I can pick up that speed so it's, it's uh, more fluid. Right. So I had to work on that a lot, man. You said, you know how many times I got busted on the treadmill? Oh, man. Like, I put it up to, like, like how fast were we going? Like, nine miles an hour or something like that? Jeez. Yeah, it was, like, nine miles an yeah. hour. Because you got to sprint on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've fallen off once. I think that wasn't fun. <laughs> I have some bad treadmill experiences. None we're going to talk about here, but definitely. Oh, well, they can get nah, it. It's in the air. You got to yeah. now. Well, so sometimes you get on your phone because you're trying to multitask. You forget you're doing something. and then How do you forget you're walking? I don't know. It just happens. <laughs> you like, were probably running. Right? I was running. Yeah. And uh, you get sidetracked. Work gets you know important. And then all of a sudden it just happens before you know it. Yeah. Went down. Were you in a public place? or were? Oh, you... yeah. Okay, so people yeah. saw it. Oh, good laughs all around. Okay. Did you leave or did you? I, I You know what? I picked, I picked myself up and I kept going and I fought the embarrassment. Okay. And I got through it. Okay. So I kept going. Wow. Nice. I know some people when that happens, they just got to move themselves yeah, leave yeah. from the entire area. I probably would have left. I would have played it off and then <laughs> called someone and walked out of there. But see, that's like, you know, we all get we all get knocked down. We all have to, you know, keep going. Your, motiv- your motivation for a lot of people. You inspire a lot of people. Who motivates you? Who inspires you? Mm. Man, you know, I just have my family to really push me. I didn't have really any idol- idols or anything like that growing up. So, like, I just had my people around me, like, point me in the right direction. So a support system. More yeah, than that's like that's my motivation. Knowing that they set me up for this like opportunities I have to really tap into who I'm supposed to be. Man, it's like my motivation is the fact that I get to wake up every day. And, yep, that's like beautiful. do cool shit. So very cool. That's beautiful. Um, so I know you started in wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. And I I read online you didn't win for three years straight. Uh, more like all the way up until I was a junior in high school. Wow. So what was that like on your mental not being able to win those? Uh, you know, I was able to block it out after a while. Okay. You know, at first it kind of sucked, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, I don't know. I was like, I made friends, I made friends on the wrestling, like in the wrestling community 
a lot of those guys I, we've known each other since we were little kids mm. so like those like outside wrestling like those were my friends got it so like, whether i won or not i got to be with the boys that's cool all the time and i saw by your senior year you were one of the best in the state of ohio yeah. which is one of the best states in wrestling mm -hmm. so was that all just attributed to work ethic yeah you know you just i just uh my the summer after my junior year um i just kind of hunkered down mm. like i didn't hang out with my friends not one time that summer wow and i just wrestled like twice a day every day for three months straight monday through sunday i would find somebody that open time me and my boy that lived across the street he was a wrestler for one of my rival schools got it and uh we would wrestle with each other like all day because mm. like he's like me like, he, right now he's in college and uh, he's ranked like six in the country right now. Wow! At 141 pounds, like he's doing really well now. So, he's like he has that same type of mentality that I had to just like hunker down and like yeah. really get good at our craft. Uh, so, with that being said, I went out my first match and I won 15 to zero by tech by tech, and then I was pretty much undefeated till about halfway through my season. You know, like That's it was incredible. just the turnover of just being really committed. You know, I was I would come home and sleep on the steps. I wouldn't even make it to the shower. Wow. You know, I wake up the next morning, then take a shower and wake up on the steps. My mom's like, "What what you got going on today?" And like, <laughs> by the way, my mom's thing was you couldn't, I could not be at the house doing nothing. Mm. Either I got a job, or I had to go train. So with that being said, I didn't want a job, so went and trained. Mm. And so with that, it's like with all that work I put in, like I even wrestled tournaments over the summer, including all that. And I lost still. I didn't win until that first match mm. of my senior year. I didn't even know if I was going to win, but like I had worked, like I had worked, put a lot of work in and I had like seen like different like levels of progress. But every time it was a live match, I always lost. So that with that first match I, out the way, I felt pretty good about myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to replicate the actual match. Yeah, yeah when you're training yeah yeah but yeah since then like high school like that that's what did it for me you know right it's just like i don't like again i didn't have a motivator i just got tired of getting my ass kicked i feel that yeah I, I was gonna ask what made you flip that switch um you know i was getting towards the end of high school my boys were getting offers to go wrestle in college and i wasn't and um i, I was i, I was kind of butthurt about that honestly you know, like, I'm going to be stuck in our hometown. You guys are all wrestling college, trying to make it to nationals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to, I was just going to be sitting there, not doing nothing. You know, and that's what kind of pushed me a bit. You know, I cut off a lot of people. I, like, cut off a lot, cut out a lot of things I was doing and just, like, focused directly on the sport and nothing else. One more question about wrestling, and then I want to dive into the business side of things mm -hmm. and how you two met. Yeah. Uh, what was it like training with Jordan Burroughs? Because that's the GOAT right there. Dude, he's strong. He's strong as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, let me put that simply. Uh, but he's he's one of the best, you know, and being able to get counsel from him, being able to speak to him, uh, I would say semi-regularly, you know, mm -hmm. just be in contact and knowing like I have his support and you know just being in contact with the man he's the greatest wrestler on the planet yeah you know what I mean like you can't you can't compare or you can't really compare anybody else's skill as comparable to his except for maybe one or two people you what know would, yeah so. uh what would you recommend to people looking to get a mentor or guidance from someone that good in their field how did you how were you able to get that uh I was in college and I got team USA invited me to the watch party Mm -hmm. for uh the national championships my no it was it was not the national champion it was uh 
it was for a big tournament. Maybe the Midlands Open, I think. Mm -hmm. But it was uh, just a watch party team USA. I met every single team USA member there, and like had to keep like drink tequila, like <laughs> network. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. hung out. It was really just kind of like a hangout session. Right. Just putting yourself in the right place at the yeah. right time. Got it. I'm, like, in college, so it was cool. Yeah. You know? That's that, huge. Like, and that's how I came in contact with a lot of people. That's awesome. And also, one of my close friends, Lauren Louise, she uh, grew up in Maslin just like me. She is currently on the women's U.S. wrestling team. Mm. Uh, so she's always been, like, a savage. So that's also another, like, way I had into, like, the, knowing the U.S. team. Like, I knew a lot of the women's team and, like, people from the team. One, I've wrestled some of these guys in college. Mm-hmm. Two, it's, I don't know, it's just a small world. Like, the MMA world in general is a lot, like, it's, there's a lot of big people, but the, the community is a lot smaller than you think. Right. Awesome. So let's dive into the business side. How did you two meet? We, you want to, oh. we, uh, we first met through my best friend backstage with the Ellen DeGeneres show. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, owned a supplement company. And uh, we come across Zion about a week before on social media my best friend was like making excuses to not work out and um next minute he's Zion doing box jumps on his hands <laughs> and like he's, his mentality shifted right away he went straight away from being you know like i'm not working out today to like having the best workout of his life mm -hmm. from coming across the impact zion had on him during that and um like man we need to get this guy involved in our brand and community um our tagline for the brand was be real be you so it's promoting authenticity in a fake world of supplements and mm -hmm. fitness where there's a lot of you know there's no transparency mm -hmm. uh, you know i'm sure you you know how like just the world sells a lot of fake things which aren't real yeah so like how do we bring authenticity to this and then a week later my best friends at the time I was managing jason momoa he was his trainer and also helped co-manage him he, uh, he calls me freaking out. He's like, Zion's backstage, Zion's backstage. Like, mm -hmm. you know, super excited. He was like, it was crazy because a week before we see him on social, a week later, he's there, you know, hanging with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, Zion's freaking out because Aquaman's there. And then, you know. <laughs> I, was, I was a kid. <laughs> he was, uh, I was kind of geek. I just watched the movie. So. Okay. It was like yeah, five was, years ago. Yeah, it was cool. Okay. Was I was like fresh in college. Like, I was like in 19. Middle, I was, yeah, I was like 19, 20. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, super young. Um, you know, my best friends uh, ends up coming over for dinner that night to have dinner with us at uh, with his mom as well and his his best friend, and uh, that's what all headed off and and got him involved as a huge part of the brand of the you know authenticity of what we're trying to do in community building, mm -hmm. and then it was my first startup I ran so. As I saw an exit out of it and was like, okay, supplements are very saturated. You mm -hmm. need a decent amount of money to really make an impact in the space. We didn't raise enough money. We had an incredible brand vision. We had celebrities endorsing it for free because it was such a powerful community. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what's the next step? And through all the understanding of brand building I learned from supplements, I was like, okay, there's an exit out of this. I'm going to apply these concepts to the Zion brand because it's mm -hmm. the same conceptually brand building is the same thing. It's like approaching Zion as his own entity, right? So mm -hmm. it was like, and then it was just problem solving from there. Like, how do I figure things out? But always allow him to be himself where it's like, we'll never endorse something he doesn't care about. We'll never do something he doesn't care about because he stays authentic to he, himself and so do I. And, and that's important to us in the world of business and opportunity, it's not just taking anything you can get. It's like, how do you stay true to yourself while building something great and, and building a legacy? And it takes longer to do it the right way, but I think there's a lot more power in doing it your way and right, doing yeah, it the absolutely. right way. It's I like, agree. 
you know, paving a way of saying like, it's very easy to like look at dollar signs or look at a, a quick rich scheme or like, you know, anyone, everyone, and the bigger you get, I'm sure you know, I realize it too, but like the more people want to be a part of what you're doing 100%. and not for the right reasons, right? It's like- All money. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. following money or seeing what they think your version of success is. And it's like staying true to yourself in a world that, you know, tries to like mold you or tell what you can and can't do. It's powerful and there's a lot of power in that. So essentially I was like, how do we build this together as like camaraderie, friendship? We live together in LA. It's a lot deeper than just saying we do business together. It's right. like, this is a cohesive dynamic of, of friendship, you know, mentorship. I'm 10 years older than him. So mm -hmm. whatever experience, life experience I have, I can pass on to him. Right. I don't know it all by any means. I'm a problem solver. I moved here from New Zealand at 19 with two grand to my name and an opportunity to play basketball. Mm -hmm. So I've had a problem solve through life myself. And all I'd want to do is share those gifts with the world and other people and through my experiences. So, and now it's cool to just see the momentum we can have of doing things our way and then continue to grow and scale and build and the impact it has on humanity because that's where the legacy piece comes in to, you know, I help run some of the social. So to see the message of, of people dealing with anxiety, depression, suicidal, just lost their legs mm. and reach out and be like, man, you've changed my life just coming across your story or just the words you share. That's the purpose and why and meaning. And that is bigger than the quote unquote, like cool things we get to do. It's the impact you have and that footprint you leave on the world. So, but you know, it's, it's a cool combination of both. Like we get to do some mm -hmm. fun stuff together. We travel. We get to see the world, experience life, meet people such as yourselves. Like mm -hmm. that's what life's about to me is the experiences we get to create, you know? Yeah. What impact do y'all want to have on the world? Cause I mean, you've both touched on this a few times and I'm interested, you know, more than money and wins and career and whatever, what lasting effect do you want to leave with people when you walk out of the room? Oh, uh, well, when I, I, I just leave people with just a thought, you know, I'm never going to tell you how to think. And I'm never going to tell you how things should be. I can give you my idea of what I think it could be. I would love that. You know what idea. I mean? Yeah. Like, like the way of how people could just be more cohesive and be more just aware of their surroundings and like be more uh, just like, like, you know, be more attentive to the things that they want to do and the things that they want to accomplish. So why would... Like I, I don't when I leave a room, whether I say a lot of words, whether I don't say much of anything, I try to have the effect of okay, well, this guy obviously, like, just feels feels free and feels like he's not held down by anything, and he's working hard towards what he what he wants. Why? Why? What's the difference between me doing it and you doing it? Nothing. You know, what I mean, that's the question. If I can do this, what's the difference between me doing it and you doing it? There's not. It's just a mindset. It's a mindset switch. I like that. Craig? Um, to me, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's the positive impact we can have through action. So a lot of people say what they can do, but it's what will you do? And I'm a very action-oriented person. I like to mm -hmm. lead through action and what I do. I'll never preach something that I don't practice. And for me, it's using my lifestyle. And, you know, the old I get, I stay disciplined in what I love to do. And I want to use that there's a there's a fine line between impressing and inspiring and my goal is to always inspire people through my actions and and show people you can do what you set your mind to like through discipline and sacrifice and hard work you can achieve what you want in life but most importantly is find your own version of success and happiness right. don't chase what someone else thinks is 
their version of success, right? Because it means so many different things to different people. Like what I want in life is very different, could be very different to what you want. So find what truly makes you happy and, and cha- you know, achieve to, to reach that. Don't, don't look at what is glamorized on TV, what other people think is, you know, successful, quote unquote, financial success, whatever it is, find what you truly want and then go after that. And uh, use your imagination, you know, keep the kid inside of you to like, aspire to to uh continue like yeah just find what you want and, and i think that's the way i try to like lead my life through mm-hmm. action is to just is to uh hopefully like inspire people along the way of the journey of of what we're doing don't look at an end goal because it's experiences it's it's the journey that makes the the fun of it you know sitting here in a room right now this is the experience yeah. we get to create doing this and i think life is collecting experiences it's you know that's where wisdom comes from for me is those experiences that you can you can, uh, you can gather absolutely both of you guys seem so driven and have great work ethic um where do you think that came from because i'm from the east coast so it's a more fast-paced environment and i noticed when i moved out here people are way more just laid back mm-hmm. i guess i mean wrestling did that for me in ohio you know ohio is one of the, like the number one state Mm-hmm. to produce wrestlers over the last like 10 years ohio and pennsylvania right so i like, just like growing up in that just yeah you you had to work hard or they didn't want you in the room i agree i you think you know so like, it was kind of drilled into my drilled into my body mm-hmm. and my whole being just when things start to get really hard that's when i start to thrive mm. you know so yeah. as with that being said all the stuff that me and craig do together we might run into bumps or something we figure it out and we figure it out we process it and then we push through it and we just keep it going, you know. Yeah. That, but like, that's like being set, doing it, it's a lot harder than saying it. But I feel comfortable enough to say that hard work excites me because if I know I, I don't want to just walk into something easy, mm-hmm. you know. I even told him like for my fight, I was like, I don't want an easy opponent, you know. But you know, at the end of the day, you get what you get. But you know, with just work, like having that work ethic for me, yeah, rest definitely wrestling. Yeah, I definitely agree. Where sports can really shape your mindset. Yeah, and like the like wrestling is the oldest sport in, like on the planet. Like, oh wow, dating back like thousands of years. So, I didn't know that. Uh, it's like mentioned twice in the Bible. Like, wow, really? yeah, like it's old. Like the sport's old. old. Interesting. Uh, there's statues in ancient Greece of them hitting moves that you still see Olympians hit today. Mm. You know, like it it goes deep like that. Wow. Wrestling's the oldest sport, and it's the hardest thing to do. Mm. and people they, it, it doesn't look like it is but it is have you ever tried to throw a grown man that's trying to throw you no yeah it's hard <laughs> <laughs> can't say i have <laughs> you know so, <laughs> so like you know like to be able to overcome adversity in those moments like that where you know sometimes potential injury could mean you broke your neck and you never walk again you know that's a that's a that's a thing we risk mm. going into uh, elite wrestling going into elite fighting so have that type of work ethic to if you can if you can overcome adversity in that and not get beat up and stand victorious over your opponent, the rest of life should be fucking easy. Mm. <laughs> wow, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, it's um, you talk about sports, the discipline and work ethic, dealing with life of wins and losses. You have to deal with all of that, and uh, sports a huge part of, of that. The other part for me is like. Anything I have in life, I've had to earn. I've never been given anything other than two loving parents, which are incredible. That's a, the most incredible support system you can have. 
But beyond that, any, you know, I moved here at 19 to pursue basketball because I was like, I want to, you know, I watched He Got Game and Love and Basketball and all these movies and TV. I was like, I want to experience this college life of pursuing my sport and what I was most passionate about at the time. So I was like, if I was to make that reality, I have to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So that discipline of work ethic to say, all right, I'll figure it out. I'll problem solve, um, but stay disciplined because, you know, you and I always say you appreciate things that you earn, right? Like you always have a different sense of value behind something that you've earned as opposed to being given. Um, 100%. So f- for me personally, yes, yeah, sports, but also just the mentality of always going after and, and striving for things that I can truly appreciate through earning them through the struggle and being told I'm not good enough and this and that, but sticking with it, staying disciplined. Mm-hmm. I love that. Most people that obviously are fighting professionally, it was a very drastic lifestyle change from whatever they had previously. I mean, yeah. you were already wrestling, so it probably wasn't as drastic for you. Oh, it was more of a, like, I was kind of able to ease into it. For okay. Sure. So what's been like the biggest difference since you're now a professional fighter? I mean, you get punched in the face. Well, that part. <laughs> but as far as like out of the, you know, out of the ring or octagon, what is it, it was like, you know, your dietary habits, training, like what's um, the biggest difference I mean, difference the now? training is definitely leveled up now. My coach takes me way more serious. Mm. You know, which, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, the last five years of me training, I don't think he always did. Really? And I don't think he thought I was ready, which I can see why. You know, and... You know, this last year, like he told me like six months ago, he said, do you want to fight? I looked at him like he was lying to me, you know, like because yeah, he kept telling me no. And I stopped asking, but I kept training, you know. So he finally asked me if I wanted to fight. I got hype. Mm-hmm. Dude, I punched the floor as hard as I could. Like I was hype. Hopefully your hand was okay. Oh, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that, like that's, that for me is just. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. It was finally taken seriously. Yeah. Like, it was just, I was, I was, every word that I said was taken seriously. Even my teammates, like, my boy AJ, he started laying into me then. And he's been laying into me ever since. Like, it, my boy AJ is one of the world's top uh, featherweights, hmm. uh, like, on the planet in Bellator. And he just beat the number one guy in Japan, like, that's, knocked him out. That's cool. You know, just a couple weeks ago. So, like, it's um like having people like that like putting pressure on now that like they they know you're taking it serious because like i'm a i'm a martial artist i can tell if you're not putting your back into some shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean i could i can feel it i can tell so i could tell like they were being more serious everything was getting more vicious everything was like now if i mess up now i might get hurt to practice but coach believes i have the ability to handle myself so now Things are ramping up, and that's where I've really started progress towards this fight. So now, when this fight happened, I had a pretty decent performance. That's incredible. So you trained for five years, you said before you. Yeah, fought? yeah. Wow. So, because like I wanted to fight right away, and he told me no. So five years. I of told training. him. Wow. I told him I'd stick around, and I stuck around. I'm a team body shot member. Yeah. Wow. His his coach is one of the pioneers of the sport of MMA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Antonio McKee. Okay. Trained like Chuck Liddell, Rampage Jackson, mm. Cyborg. He goes way back to the origin of the sport. So, wow. like, he's a legend in it. Yeah. Yeah, you're so in good like, hands, sir. Yeah, so, like, I was annoyed when he told me no, but I kept listening to mm. him. So, I think out of respect. Sh- you, can't, you can't disrespect somebody. Like <laughs> and I think it shows someone's commitment to a whole other level when they're told no, 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 and they still keep showing up every day. 
oh i'm i'm ignorant if you tell me no i'm gonna keep coming back like for real especially if it's something that i really want you keep telling me no i will keep coming back until i achieve my goal hmm. let's get yeah. sean in the uh we gotta get we're gonna get sean in the gym we're gonna oh, start no. the training yeah, yeah dude you can spar with me let's go <laughs> I'll try it, you know. I've never done boxing, never done fighting, but I'm open to it. I feel oh, like yeah. I would have been a it's good... A, uh, it's a good thing to practice just for yeah. like... Self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. Even like the confidence too just gives you... Like, you know, I started boxing about four years ago. I'm the same humble person that I am, but mm -hmm. knowing you have the ability to fuck somebody up <laughs> oh, yeah, it's if a you good needed thing. to, it's a good feeling. that's a different... Like, I'll never change who I am as a person. Yeah. I'll never say, look at me, or walk into a room, I need to right. be seen. But deep down, you know, 99% of people don't know how to fight because it's a sport. Being able to throw a punch successfully, there's an art to it just like any... It's like playing you playing basketball against somebody that's never played in their life. You're right. going to school them. You're going to cross them up, make them look silly. So it's the same way of so fighting. What, what's like, the correct way to throw a punch? Just keep your hands loose. At least for MMA, boxing is different because you got big gloves. But for MMA, everything is... You never want to fight with your hands completely closed. Everything. Oh, is really? Just, so they're. You, it's always just a twist. Oh, I so thought you closed the fist. Say I, to, say I throw a punch. It just. At the end of it, you. So close you need it. Yeah, right at the very end, you want to close it. Got it. Because that creates fluidity, and then as you turn, you you. you so you can you can actually access more speed with your hand open. Wow. And then close it right at the moment of impact. Wow, did you know that, Charlie? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, not for, for MMA, it's different. For boxing, obviously, you already have yeah. heavy gloves on, so you're keeping a little bit more tight, but definitely yeah. loose, but you can't really, you're limited in what you can and do. And plus, when I'm reaching, yeah. when I'm throwing a punch, I could just change my mind halfway through, <laughs> grab your leg. You know oh, what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love that. So, it's, that's, that's why, that's, it's just fluidity. Fluidity. Yeah, I've been doing yeah. it wrong my whole life. Interesting. Got to just throw some more punches at people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was great. Any closing thoughts and where people can find you guys on social media? Uh, you can find me and you can find Craig on my page because he's my he's my manager. Uh, find me at Big Z ninety seven on all platforms and check out my book Zion Match coming out April eleventh. Work with what you got. Work with all you got. And I've messed that up. I have two books out <laughs> and I said the other book. Check out my book Work with What You Got by me and Candlewick James Hurst. April 11th, all retailers. All right, there you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Digital Social Hour. I'll see you next week.